What's going on, guys? I'm Justin Green. I'm Heath Seal. And today you're listening to Holly Ridge Outdoors Podcast, episode number five. All right, welcome back to Holly Ridge Outdoors Podcast, guys. Uh, episode five today. We were expecting to have Nathan Killen back on the line. Uh, he had something come up and wasn't able to make the call tonight. And Heath and I decided we just wanted to go ahead and do a little podcast here. And uh, we've got season coming up right around the corner. We wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, what we got going days before season and uh, tell you a little bit about our. Uh, yearly trip up to Ohio. We just went up and, and done some stuff at the farms up there, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got uh, – I think uh, – I hopefully think we're going to be uh, prepared. We, uh, we'll get into a little bit of all that uh, we endured up there for sure. Uh, but like Justin said, you know, we got uh, the 2020 deer season – uh, archery kicking off here in Tennessee, opening up this weekend. So we're uh, we're pretty excited about that, aren't we? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, basically we're going to go to sleep tonight and uh, tomorrow night. It's going to be hard to sleep knowing that uh, Saturday morning you get to go sit in the stand. It's it's kind of what we look for all year. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, and it's uh, believe it or not, you know, typically, uh, which I'm not going to say it's going to be cold, but uh, we are experiencing a little uh, cooler weather this time of year than what we, you know, what we typically do for yeah, sure. No kidding, I busted out a daggum jacket there. What was it, Monday or Tuesday? It was like forty-two degrees <laughs> here in Northeast Tennessee, and I mean, shoot, we typically don't see those temperatures till like, what do you think, close to the end of October? I mean, I, yeah, I know last yeah, year, you know, October, it was like. I remember going to the beach uh, October like tenth or something last year, and it was it was in the upper eighties and nineties, and I mean it's been pretty chilly here lately, so that, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it uh, you know you definitely uh, well especially here in Tennessee where we're from, it, you know you see a a pretty uh, substantial change in weather uh, about the third uh, week in October. You know the it'll definitely start dropping off a lot cooler through the through the night and then of course halloween's always uh i remember last halloween here it was uh, uh you'll remember it was pretty pretty chilly took the kids out trick-or-treating and it was yeah, uh, it was cold the wind back cut through you yeah so uh um but uh yeah you know we're uh we've not run cameras on on the property you know we're gonna be hunting saturday and um we we've we run them. I don't know when we actually put those things out, Justin, but we, we had one, uh, decent buck on camera, uh, actually not near the tree stand. Uh, it was more back towards, uh, one of our Creek bottoms where we access the property, but, um, we're, you know, we're, we're probably going to do some doe patrol this weekend. Uh, and then of course, big shooter steps out, you know, we're going to take him oh, yeah. for sure. But, uh, uh, we, we, uh, you know, we invest a lot of our, um, uh, and, and I just, we just put it to you bluntly, you know, we, we invest a lot of our time and money <laughs> in our, uh, in our yearly Ohio trip, uh, just for the simple fact of there's some giants up there. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, 
and and uh, once again, you know, here around the house, uh, we're 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 almost certain the the property that we're hunting here in East Tennessee, uh, we got a got a giant lingering around there. Uh, don't you don't you agree? Oh yeah, I mean, just to give everybody listening a little backstory, um, we've hunted this property for several years. Uh, I want to think it was 2017 was the first year that I actually went to Ohio with Heath and his dad Terry, and of course we hunted uh, the the family farm here in Tennessee that year. And didn't have any luck necessarily seeing any shooter bucks previous to going up to Ohio in the rut. But, uh, of course, the week that we were gone, we come back. And the first uh, first little set we did here in East Tennessee, uh, we found a rub that was just absolutely to die for. I mean, you know, a rub that, a, that a, you would expect to see in Ohio wasn't a heath. I mean, it was a, a very oh, good yeah. size. I mean, it was every bit of the size of my thigh, and I'm not a small guy by any means. But uh, So, I mean, we knew there was a big buck. That was the same year we actually jumped that big one scouting preseason, wasn't it, Heath? Yeah, yeah, we jumped uh, jumped him. And, I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, the deer we jumped, I'm going to say at the time, just a rough guess, uh, he was bedded down kind of on a road bed in behind of, of, of a big deadfall that had fell over across that road. He was on the other side of it. And I remember him jumping up there uh, and didn't get a – got a good look at him, but not a great look. Yeah, you know, he was on and, the uh, move. Uh, we could, yeah, we could definitely tell. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe upper 130s, maybe 140 yeah. uh, class top deer. Like I said, we didn't get a great good deal uh, or a great eye on him, but uh, when he jumped up, we could definitely tell he was a, a, a East Tennessee. And um, uh, I'm I'm not so sure though, Justin. I I I really, to be honest with you, I don't know that that deer was what made that rub. I mean that that, that rub that that we found there. Uh, pretty close to, to where our tree stand, where we, the, the, the block of woods we were hunting, uh, it, it was, and, and, you know, you can't always go off of what, uh, size the rub is, but, uh, to, to have something big around as the top of your thigh, um, here in East Tennessee, that's a, uh, you oh, know, yeah. that's a yeah, good I mean, deal. Where are you, where are you <laughs> so, seeing saplings rubbed around here? I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but going but on with that, that, I mean, you know, that was in 2017. Um, this particular farm, it, it doesn't. It's it, it was logged. It was logged <laughs> ten years ago or so. So there's no there's no you know oaks or anything on this. So there's no acorns that's that's bringing these deer to it. There's no other food source on there. There is a big field that that deer graze in, um, quite a bit. But um, there's no necessarily water on that side of the farm um, where we're hunting now. Across the road, there is water, but for the most part, we're just catching deer. Um, bedding on the farm beside of us and passing through grazing maybe a little bit on the field and then they're they're moving on 
to the ridge tops around us. So it's a small farm. Um, it, it's going to be tough for us to ever take a good, decent buck off of it, other than a catching on passing through or B a doe bringing one through in the rut. And that just hasn't happened for us yet. But we went to Ohio again and the exact same thing happened. Uh, we come back from, from Ohio the first, second week of November. And sure enough, what, 20, 30 yards from the previous tree the year before, we found another ginormous rub. And then this year, or I'm sorry, then that year we also had a ginormous rub that was right beside the road. So that kind of put our minds to spinning that, hey, this buck is coming from from the block of, of woods and the ridge across the road. So fast forward to, you know, now, that's where we've moved our focus to is across the road. It's it's a freaking nightmare getting to this stand, ain't it, Heath? I mean, it's straight up and down to get where we want to get. But uh, I think it's I think it'll pay off for us, especially as it gets later in the season and those bucks really start expanding their home range. And um, it, it's laid out really well. We had our our buddy Nathan there that you guys, if you've listened to our previous podcast, he's. Uh, looked at the maps with us and kind of, you know, showed us some highlights of what on the topo, what looks good. So we got a good stand placement. And and if that buck is still there and alive, which I about 99% guarantee he is, because if anybody's killed this buck, we would know about it. But if he's still there and alive and we're talking three years later, um, he's liable to be an absolute just giant, isn't he, Heath? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's – and you know the I guess the uh, Justin and I kind of went back and forth on the whole scenario with this deer. Uh, the 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 farm, like Justin said, that we're hunting's uh, is his family farm, and it's it is the it's the craziest place I've ever seen. Uh, the 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 sign that you see there is just. I, I don't even know how to really explain it. You know, uh, there's some trails that, that cut around on, on a couple of these ridges that um, are are war to the mud. Oh, yeah. Uh, deer tracks in them, uh, rubs along the way. Uh, we have started seeing some uh, increased sign on some scrapes uh, uh, around on the top of the ridge uh, on one side of the road. And it just, you know, you, you may go and sit and hunt all day long and never see a deer and then you know we have been in a situation i'll never forget uh one of the first times i think that you and i uh, i wouldn't say hunted together but uh we we climbed a tree and a couple of climbers i think it was towards the end part of deer season and um I remember just counting deer after deer after deer yep. funneling into uh, the field you were originally talking about. And uh, it was just, it was, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how but you know, the, the everywhere. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm thinking we lost count around. Oh yeah. I know 20, it was up there. Yeah. It was close I mean, to 30 kept, at least. Yeah. 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 They just kept piling in and, um, a, a long story short, you know, what we, 
what we found and, and, and to get back to the point, you know, Justin, and I kind of went back and forth on this. Um, every one of those rubs uh, that Justin just spoke about was hit from the, the side of the road where we're actually hunting now, the opposite side of the road. And that's what, you know, the first rub I seen of that, you know, we kind of, uh, we honed in and tried to hunt uh, the side we've always hunted, side of the road, and just no sightings, no trail cam pictures, no visuals, no nothing but he hit it from the side coming across the road. So the next year, the same, like Justin said, same thing happened. Uh, and he, and he's, he's hitting this year after year coming from the side of the road where we made our transition to hunt, uh, opposite side. So, uh, I feel like this year, if nothing else, I think we're going to get a, a visual sighting of that deer. Yeah. I, I really do. When the when the rut starts, and that's the thing. Out. I mean, it, and you know, um, like he said too earlier, we we focus a lot of our time and our efforts into this Ohio trip um, that we take, and you know, the first of November, and, and we're actually going to head up probably at least one weekend, if not two, uh, before the the rut hunt, but. This, this family farm of mine, it's really all we've got to hunt here in northeast Tennessee. So regardless of whether we're seeing shooter bucks or not, there is, I mean, there's more does on this property than, than you could ever imagine. And we're not, we're, I mean, we love it. You know, like he said, you may go and sit all day and not see a deer, and you may go up there and see 20 deer, and whether that all be does or spikes or whatever, we're not going to not hunt. I mean, we're going to go and we're going to sit. And like he said, you know, uh, this probably first two, two and a half, three weeks of season, we're going to be on doe patrol. Um, we haven't ironed out yet. I'm sure tomorrow we'll have a good conversation on what the plan is for opening morning Saturday. But, you know, one of us is going to film while the other hunts and, you know, and, and we're going to go on doe patrol. And if a big buck walks through, then that's even better. But, you know, uh, we're going to try to take some does out and thin the herd a little bit that way because, like I said, the ratio is so high. Uh, I think we stand a good chance at taking some does out of there. Um, regardless of what side of the road we sit on, we've got three or four stand placements across, you know, this this piece of property that's, that's split into two sections. But um, we've got um, – I got a mineral site on the, on the original side of the property. We'll say that I put out 2017 and I mean, they've, they've dug it down two or three foot deep down almost. I mean, it's a big circle. So there's always stuff hitting it. Um, we got a good chance at it, man. And we actually, we actually not to interrupt you here, but that we, we had a, uh, uh, the first time I ever actually had a pie ball, uh, those show yep. up this year on that sure did. on that as well had, had a nice little awesome. pie bottle on there and we haven't been let's see we went to ohio this last weekend this previous weekend and we went up midweek wasn't it and this was and a, checked we yeah. got the camera um the cutty back but we did check that one while we were up there and and there was you know some does but that was it but we hadn't checked the camera lately so i mean there could be anything on it we did, however, get a pretty good black bear on camera, didn't we? 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, we need to uh, we need to look into uh, the the bear season around here is so sporadic. You know, I think last year, year before it, I'm pretty sure it opened uh, the same time that that actually deer season opened. Uh, so we need to definitely need to look into that because uh, hey, we may we may luck up on a bear if uh, if the uh, yep. if the season's in. So. Uh, we'll definitely have to check into that uh, as well. Um, but, like, you know, just like Justin said, um, around here, you're just, uh, just not going to – you just don't have the quality bucks around here as what you are going to have up, up uh, on our farm in Ohio. And, and that's, why we, uh, that's why we make the trip up there and we invest so much time and money in, into it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm – I'm beyond excited. Uh, you know, this past weekend we went up, uh, we got basically three stand placements up there. Um, Justin's got one. We found him, uh, he's actually, how far, how far did we move your, your stand from where you originally started last year up there? Uh, no, <laughs> maybe far. 60 yards at the most. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we got all the, we placed, you know, uh, 700 pounds of corn at Justin's stand. Uh, uh, we have a video on our YouTube channel. Uh, I guess it was last year of us building some deer feeders, uh, and, and actually build them pretty cheap. Go over and check that video out on our YouTube channel. Um, but we, I think they hold, correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, I think those things hold around. Yeah, it's close almost to dead on the money, 300 pounds in, in a feeder. Yeah. Yeah. So we put 300 in his feeder and then 400 on the ground. Uh, so you can, you don't really realize how much 400 pounds of corn is until you actually start pouring it out on the ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, uh, we tried to scatter it. Uh, we tried to scatter it and, uh, uh, it, we're, we're hoping that it, uh, stays pretty continuous up there and, and we don't run out. Um, I've found in the past and I, I'm going to, I'm going to say this from experience. Everybody says, well, hey, you know, he, he's, uh, he's making it easy here. Uh, it's, it's really not. Uh, it, does, it does present you with a little more of an advantage. Uh, you get the does coming in there. And, of course, during the rut, that's what you want because most of the time, if you got a doe, uh, there's going to be a buck with her. Uh, I seen last year, opening morning, I had 13 bucks up there come by my tree stand not a single buck went to that corn uh they got one thing on their mind and and eating is is just not what they're doing at that time so um it's uh, uh like i say everybody thinks it it's just a done deal but it, it doesn't yeah, they, work that way they don't care During about food i mean i'm glad you said there. that i was actually uh, reading an article earlier this week Heath, and i meant to tell you and forgot about it but uh They've been doing some studies on rut activity, and they said that a, a typical average buck will lose 30% of its body weight during the rut. 30%. I mean, that's just because they're doing it. nothing. I mean, <laughs> they barely sleep during this time frame. I mean, they literally have one thing on their mind, and that's to breed. And they're going to do whatever they can to find right. a doe 
and you know once once they breed that doe then they're they're looking for the next doe that's still hot and they don't eat they barely sleep um when the you know when they get locked down if the doe lays down the buck lays down if other than that they're on the move and, and like i said that article said that they'll lose up to 30 percent of their body weight in in the rut so um some of you guys that's just getting into to deer hunting uh, yeah the corn it's it's uh it's giving you an edge but you know it's it's not just bringing the bucks in you're trying to bring them does and keep them does on your property and bedding close to you because that's really what those bucks are interested in if you don't have those you're probably not going you're not going to see any bucks yeah yeah it's and you you nailed that one right on the head i mean it's it's uh once again i've got proven proven facts uh even even uh we've got uh i think we've got three different ohio hunts on our youtube channel from last year and you can watch those hunts and not a single one of those bucks that i have videoed went to no. that corn they're just uh they're running they're running frantic i mean they're uh uh they're scent checking and and running those at that time um and like justin said we're just trying to keep those does on our property up until the point we get up there and uh, if we can do that I've, I've like i said i've seen in the past it it, it helps tremendously um helps uh, it's it's it works out great really uh you know a lot of a lot of states like here in tennessee um you know you can't bait uh that's that's just uh that's the law can't bait uh course up in ohio on, on private you can so that's that's why we choose to go that route but we got 700 done at justin's site uh, 700 pounds up at mine uh and i'm actually hunting the same piece that you'll see in the youtube videos of our ohio hunts um and then uh we actually went over to another uh farm where i killed my two big ones and uh put another 600 out and we actually just poured it out all on the on the ground so uh there's some good deer over there too so we're just we're kind of letting our cameras uh do the work for us early on here and figure out from there what we're gonna do to adjust to to uh to kill a giant yeah, and, and you know <laughs> it sounds pretty simple and easy that yeah we went to ohio and we put some corn out just to give you a little backstory this was this past saturday we, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning. I went to bed at about 11.30. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, and I met Heath here in the driveway at 3 o'clock, and we pulled out of here. And we drove five hours straight to Ohio. Well, a little under five, a little over four hours. Uh, we got there. We dropped a trailer off. We took a uh, golf cart to help haul the corn up the mountain. And we went and, and bought 2,000 pounds of corn locally at Ohio. Uh, basically we bought a whole pallet of corn dude loaded it up on a fork truck and we went back to the farm and then that's when the work began i mean uh what did it end up being 40 bag 40 50 pound bags of corn ain't that right Heath? so 40 bags of corn 50 pound (laughs) bags of corn that all those had to be unloaded off the trailer put in the golf cart driven to the stands picked up and loaded in the feeder that's eight feet tall 
and then the rest poured on the ground and that was multiple trips to each stand we could only fit 300 pounds of corn plus me and heath in the in the golf cart and feel safe and uh it, it wasn't too safe at that and uh yeah it, it was uh it was cold which was which was good uh last year we went it was about 97 degrees and we roasted but it was uh it was cold for most of the day it didn't get too hot but um the place we're hunting on it's got a huge block of timber a huge block of timber um and then <clears throat> there's a couple uh clearings on on a bench on one side that i'm hunting and then there's a clearing up top that leads down to heat stand uh, kind of in a draw but um they haven't been cut the clearings haven't been touched bush hog cut or anything in two years that we know of and uh that's i mean that stuff it was close to six six and a half feet tall of just crp and ragweed i mean it's just all kinds of stuff and we're trying to drive through it in a golf cart with you know 700 pounds of us and corn in it uh, it was exciting to say the least but uh we uh, we got all that done and then and then loaded everything up and went to the farm number two and done the same thing had to load and unload all that corn when it was all said and done i think we pulled out of uh pulled out of ohio heading home at a little after six o'clock wasn't it and yeah yeah i think it was like six fifteen. we pulled hadn't eat a bite and pulled in there at a uh, local subway got us about to eat and, and hit the road and of course it's it's about a five-hour drive anyway you look at it i think we pulled in uh, right right almost 11 o'clock that uh, on saturday <laughs> See, night yeah it was uh so, it's an extravaganza but i mean you know with uh, number one you know covid going on we we tried to to limit contact especially traveling out of state like that we we didn't stop to get gas um on the way up we did put a little gas in the truck on before we left on the way back uh, when we got the subway and you know we don't want to stay in a hotel with all this mess going on right now so we just we had it set in our hearts that we was going up getting our tasks done moving tree stands putting feeders up putting the cameras up and uh and moving you know coming back in in one day and it took almost a solid you know 20 hours but we did it and we lived to 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 tell the story and hopefully hopefully it'll all work out for us in the end but um i think our eyes are bigger than our belly sometimes but oh well we, we do what we have to don't we <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely, like I said, it's it's uh, it's worth it. I enjoy it. Justin enjoys it, and uh, it's it's all about um, just the experience of going up there. Uh, and you you never you never know what you what you could or what you're gonna see. Uh, you know, I mean, you hear a, you hear a twig break here. Um, and I'll put this into perspective for you. You hear a twig or something break here. You look around, uh, 90% of the time it's a doe. I I mean, it's, it's, it's a doe, uh, up there you hear a twig break. Uh, I'm going to say 60% of the time, especially at the time frame we're hunting up there, it's, it's a buck and I'm going to say, 20 30 percent of the time out of that 60 oh yeah it's a shooter 
uh, I mean, it's just, it's just statistics for you. Uh, I mean, I, I remember very, um, vividly the first, the first morning up there was actually my birthday. And, uh, I remember it broke daylight. It was the first set of the season. Well, actually, I think we went up and hunted, a. Uh, earlier in the season up there for a couple of days but it was the first hunt with the rut going on and i had a uh, uh i had a i had a shooter buck come in behind me uh that was i'm gonna say was probably mid 140s uh and and he come in behind me and went up the ridge once again he was on a mission he he could have cared less about grunts snort wheeze uh rattling he, he was he was on a mission somewhere and uh his mission wasn't to to drop him by me and and let me get a shot off on him so uh but that's just another buck this year that's going to be uh, a great buck up there um i think we're going to have a couple bucks up there justin uh we know of one nine pointer for sure that could possibly depend on what he's done this year he could potentially be a 150 class deer, uh, maybe, maybe even 160. You just never know with these, uh, how these deer are gonna uh, grow throughout the throughout the year. Um, I let that one walk uh, that would have been a absolute stud this year, uh, and he actually somebody shot him on a uh, farm about a mile yep. down the road uh and i had him at 10 yards you know so uh it's 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 all about um picking and choosing what you want to shoot you know uh i would have i would have probably been tickled with that deer uh but second morning in ohio he walks by and i've you know i've already got a couple of decent bucks from up there on the wall it it was a it was just a gamble really and uh it it worked out pretty good until we got a uh, a picture sent to us by a guy that hunts up there uh, uh i was showing him some i had a couple of clips you know and and of course the youtube video that he had seen and he sent that said man i hate to tell you but that buck's been yeah. been shot so uh and and they done had him up on the wall so uh it's just part of it but uh once again, you just, you do not know what you're going to see up there. Uh, it could be a, you know, twig break. You look around, it could be a 200 inch deer. Uh, it could be a 160. It could be a 140. It could be a 120. You just, you just don't know what you're, what you're going to see up there, you know? And that's what makes it so Yeah, exciting. and what, what really gets, gets us, uh, worked up is, is, um, I think it was 2018 because I I didn't hunt 2017. I filmed only, but 2018 I took my bow to hunt and we went to Subway for lunch one day and uh, come in, of course, and the girl said, y'all hunting? I said, yeah, we're hunting here. And um, she said, yeah, my... Uh, my boyfriend, he uh, he about run the car off the road because of a deer last night. And I said, well, would you about hit it? And she said, no, he about just because the deer was, it was such a big antlered buck. 
he he about run out and plumb out into the ditch because he was just amazed at this deer. And she said, "Yeah, it was just right down the road here." And uh, come to find out, it was it was basically running right there at the farm that we hunt, running across the road right there. And we had heard telltale signs, um, but when once we told our buddy Roger about this, he said, well, guys, I didn't want to get y'all's hopes up, but there's basically a local legend buck up here that, that's, that's got the name, the uh, Gallia County Monarch, and people have been seeing him consistently um, right up here, and, and, you know, it, it's right there where we hunt. And so no one's killed that buck yet. Uh we would have definitely heard anytime somebody up there kills one, everybody in the County knows, especially the guy that, that we're buddies with. He knows pretty much everybody up there and he's always sending us pictures. Ain't he? Um, but, uh, you oh, know, yeah. so oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just by local legend, I mean, if it's people up there calling it a monarch, you know, it's a giant deer. I mean, like I said, there's one fifties, one forties, running around i mean that's a normal deer to them that's like us seeing a 120 here in east tennessee that's just a typical deer to them so if they're calling this one a monarch um i ain't, i don't know for to be true that it's over a 200 inch but it's probably somewhere there pretty close so um that's what really oh, gets yeah. us excited is is knowing that, that a deer that size could possibly walk up on you at any time um but getting back to going up there saturday there was a couple things initially um, that that pulling into the farm that morning that really kind of got me excited. Um, the farm across the street from us um, last year they had standing corn, um, a pretty good size field, not not huge, but they did have a good size corn field uh, that they never cut. They left it standing all through the rut, so. I kind of feel like a lot of them deer was probably going over to there and, and staying over that side. Um, this year, they got beans instead of corn in that field. So, yeah, it's probably still going to pull some deer over that way, but they don't have the cover that they had last year. So that kind of got me excited thinking, well, you know, maybe some of those deer will stay over on us or at least bed over on us, um, whether they work that way or not. I, you know, I don't know, but it's not there's not the cover that they typically had so i don't know if if those bucks are going to want to venture over there quite as easily as what they did maybe till yeah yeah you know not, maybe till right. after dark you know stay stay over on us till dark and then yep. funnel yep. over you know there like you said it's yeah, you know, and, and so. that that was I really feel, yeah that was really confident. exciting um you know and then just I don't know. I, I feel like um, when we get this first this first card. So what we do is we've got the cutty uh, cutty back cameras, the cutty links. I'm sure you guys have heard this from us before if you follow us on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. But uh, we put four cameras out at this particular farm we're talking about right now. We got a home camera down at the barn. We've got a camera number one or number two, I should say, is at my tree stand uh, facing the corn. We've got another camera um, that we put. Where did we put the, the third one? We've got it up at a, um, a oak tree up at the top that, that 
produced some really good acorns last year. Uh, we made a mock scrape at my stand. We made a mock scrape right at that camera at the top of the hill. And then we put our, our uh, fourth camera at Heath stand. And once again, we made a mock scrape and got corn there. Um, and then we took two more cameras over to the other farm and put them on the corn. So what we do is, is Roger, he goes once a week and he grabs those cards, uh, puts new SD cards in it, and he mails us um the ones he just pulled so two or three days later we'll get the cards and we get excited and we go check them out so i'm really anxious to see this first card pull because it's actually going to end up being two weeks almost worth of um pictures right heath because roger's on vacation it's going to be next week yep. before we get any kind of uh, whether he gets to pull them or whatever so uh, I think that's going to be plenty time for, you know, all of our scent and everything we left to kind of clear the area and plenty of time for the deer to start finding that corn. Uh, you know, and, and what we've seen the past three years is October um, is really when you start seeing these bucks kind of get, uh, uh, start showing up and then you start seeing them more daytime pictures and, 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 Hopefully it all goes well, but we're really not worried about it. We're we're wanting the does to be there, going back to what we said. We want that corn to keep the does on our farm because when you got the does and they come in heat, you may pull a buck from four, five, six, seven miles away to your farm during the rut because you've got such a high concentration of does and those does are coming in heat. So, you know... I don't get discouraged when we don't get great pictures um, of of bucks early because I know what what potential there can be during the rut. And that's what's so great about going up there. You just don't know what's going to step out and when it's going to step out. Yeah, it's just a matter, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, That's what I I keep telling Justin. He got – uh, a little discouraged there last year we had him uh, uh, and this is I won't even get into a huge long drawn out conversation on this but he had uh, uh, there was some cattle on this property uh, and when we went and put all the corn out uh, of course there's a gate that we go through and, and the gate was closed so we kind of uh, took that we were good um, and wouldn't have any cattle up in there. Uh, and we did good there for a while, three, four weeks, something like that. And uh, about the time that it's getting for these bucks to start expanding their, uh, you know, their home range and, and start moving around a little bit, um, we get a card in and we got some cattle up on Justin's uh, <laughs> feeder uh, they knocked it over, broke the leg off of it, eat all, you know, basically eat every bit of the corn. And um, I think that's what really put a damper on on Justin's spot. Uh, he's in a good spot. And I think, you know, over time, you know, may, I think his spot without the corn was a spot where he's not going to see a ton of deer. Uh, but I think he's yep. going to see the right one. Uh, even without the corn and uh, you know so I'm thinking this year he's got the corn we talked with the uh, farmer 
Uh, he's, he's pretty much telling us, you know, the cattle's not going to be up in there this year, and uh, which is great for Absolutely. us. Uh, it just keeps that reputation of those does coming in there. And we strapped the daggum um, feeders and, to a tree this year. Even if they tried to fall over, they can't. We ratchet yeah. strapped them to a tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it worked out really good. Justin came up with an idea because uh, when all this happened, one of his, uh, we, you know, we made those tripod feeders and one of his legs broke. And uh, he came up with a good idea. We'd put two legs facing outward and then use kind of the, what what would have been the third leg is the tree and strap it up with a ratchet strap to a tree. So it actually worked out, worked yep. out awesome. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to be, uh, really surprised, you know, this, this lease, I do not think, um, holds a mature buck, uh, during this, this summer fall type pattern. Uh, but I think that there's a farm that's, that adjoins this property. Um, uh, it's about 150, 200 acres, something like that. Uh, I think that's where a lot of these bucks home range is. And once they start busting up, that's when they start expanding uh, and and moving. And then I think they start moving in on our area because our area does hold a lot yep. of those. So that's uh, uh, that's I, I think the the name of the game is is persistence and and patience. You know, just stay after hunting these deer and just be patient. And and I really think you know something good's going to come of it. Um, I just, I, I feel like we're in some really good spots. Um, I'm probably going to try to hunt, uh, over at Rogers as well. Um, uh, a couple mornings, uh, depending on pictures, uh, there may be some cattle in there too. We just, we just don't know <laughs> until we get to get some cards in. Uh, but I, I feel like, I feel like this year is going to be a, a good year for us. Really yeah, do. we, you know, um, I don't think we've really got into this or even told anybody really, but um, kind of got some new equipment this year. We've uh, we've got a video on our YouTube channel. We we've uh, we've got out on a limb camera arms. We're really excited to get those out and use those. Um, they just they make filming a game changer. But uh, Heath and I have both went out and bought ourselves some new bow sights this year. And it started out, I bought a um, Define Pro, and I got a really good deal on it. But basically, it is a range-finding bow sight. So uh, it comes with seven pins, Um I cut a I cut two of mine out, so I've got a five pin sight now. But basically, you you set it up, get it dialed in. You put your twenty yard pin on your target. You click a button on your on your riser, and it tells you exactly what yardage your target is. Then you you know put the appropriate pin on there and you shoot. Um, Heath was looking for for something like that he's actually looking for the same thing i got like i said i got a really really good deal on it brand new um the issue that he's run into is is he's left-handed shoots his bow left-handed and 
they literally just don't make these or don't have any of these in stock left-handed anywhere. So um, Heath went with a different brand. Yours is a – remind me again, Heath. It's the uh, it's the Burris, Burris Oracle, Oracle yeah. both sides. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's his awesome. is a little different. His his <laughs> uh, don't have necessarily pins in it. Yours has got a a rail system, and then once again, you click a button, it tells you the range, and then his will actually put a LED uh, uh, I guess a LED light that serves as a pin digital. digitally. So if it ranges at 71 yards, it'll put a pin for you at 71 yards. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably a little more advanced than what mine is. Um, but we're excited to get out there and use those this year. It's just one element that um, when you're trying to self-film, which is what we do in Ohio, at least until one of us uh, harvests, but when you're trying to self-film and a buck comes in, and you're trying to get the camera turned on, you're trying to get your, your Osmo turned on, you're trying to get the camera on him, hit record, make sure everything's working. The last thing that you really have time to do is pull a set of range finders up out and range it, put them back down, then grab your bows. So this just kind of makes it, you know, takes one of those steps out of it. You can kind of range him while you're drawn back on him. All right, this deer's at 31 yards. Boom, here's my pen. Let's lay the hammer down but we're excited to to use that we've got um um what else do we got that we're using new this year heath that's probably just going to make our lives a little bit easier so we we uh we got uh, the and 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 we'll back up here just a little bit so uh, going into this season, uh, we got a couple of, and we kind of got started here. A bunch of us buddies from school, uh, uh, kind of uh, myself and Tyler got this thing started, and then uh, of course we brought Justin on, uh, and and then my dad was kind of a part of it there for a little bit, and then we brought a couple buddies from school in and things like that. And um, uh, there's a lot of things time effort that goes into uh some of our sponsors and uh this year uh we we you know i basically took a, a vote up uh with some of the guys uh we had some guys who wanted to shoot a certain bow or they wanted to shoot a certain arrow or they wanted to shoot um a certain broadhead or or whatever it may be uh and basically what we did is i took a vote you know hey do do you guys uh want to reach out to sponsors uh or do we want to try to do you guys want to try to use yeah. Yeah. your preferred gear and uh, of course a lot of the guys chose preferred gear um and i guess what i've come to find out throughout the whole process you know um there is some really cool stuff out there um uh, teamed up with a buddy uh outright hunt uh they make a uh the morse pro bow hanging system the coolest thing i believe i've ever seen on a bow hanger uh we we got a video coming out on that uh you definitely want to check that out it's it makes a bow hanging system uh i really don't even know how to describe it it's just it's it's awesome all together it's quick it's it's easy take down put up 
Uh, it's got a bunch of a different, I think there's like 40 different systems the way you can use this bow arm. Um, so we got, got up a them, like Justin said, out on a limb. Um, uh, Flicker Broadheads, awesome broadheads, great company, great customer service. Uh, Chris Creed over at Afflictor is awesome. We're actually going to talk with him. We're going to have a podcast just on Afflictor Broadheads. Um, Black Widow Deer Lures. Uh, let me just tell you, Justin can vouch for this. Some of the, and I'll be honest with you, we, I got some of this stuff in. I contacted the Black Widow, talked to them a little bit. Uh, you know, told them what we were doing, uh, some of the direction some of our team had taken, and and then some of the direction kind of that that I was going and and Justin was going, and and the the way this stuff is packaged up, the bottles they put them in, uh, the containers they put, uh, they've even got some some beads. You need you need to go over yeah, and check like awesome awesome. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, uh, and very good uh, customer service as well. Um, so so check them out. You're going to be seeing a lot of stuff uh, from Black Widow on our channel this year, uh, especially going into the rut. Um, yeah, we use their stuff to make those mock scrapes. I'm trying there. to think. They've got some yeah, scrape yeah, master got, and then uh, those beads that Heath was talking about. They're basically little gelatin beads little balls and they come in a little you know little cup you just pour them out on the scrape and then those things are they're like jello so when you start you know they have their own scent on them but you can spray say the scrape master on them or during the rut you would spray dough and heat and those things just absorb that scent and then it keeps that scrape fresh so the scent don't get washed away necessarily even if it rains those beads are just going to still be there and keep producing scent so pretty cool thing and you know i never knew about them until i seen those from black widow and they do everything from uh, smoke sticks too so i mean just a, a big array of stuff they've got the branch butter and it is stout let me branch. tell you i mean like it was, uh, I put it to you this way, it was so bad. Um, I was I was hanging the last set uh, where I was planning on doing a couple morning hunts over at Rogers, uh, pretty close to where I had my uh, other stand on this property. We just moved it on out into an area that's kind of clear. It looked like we could get some pretty good footage and and uh, think we can draw some deer in there. And I was hanging the last set. Justin went to get his last run of corn, brought it back uh while i was hanging the stand and and he he finally gets all the corn out and he starts putting a uh, mock scrape out and he opens up the uh the branch butter and i tell you what it, it literally <laughs> I, I was i was probably 20 30 yards from from him and it literally about knocked me out of the tree <laughs> that's how that's how stout it was so it's uh uh like i say i'm i'm really excited about about uh the direction you know that we're kind of going our youtube right now is is phenomenal uh check us out go over follow us we got some great hunting content we post on there uh and and i would basically justin can probably agree to this but 
that's really where our base platform is. We kind of build off of it. We use Instagram uh, to, to uh, you know, promote our YouTube, our, our uh, podcast, uh, any other platforms we have. We kind of use uh, uh, Instagram to push and promote our other platforms. And I think we're closing in on like... <sighs> 13,500 followers, something like that. So uh, we're growing and, and we appreciate each and every person that follows Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yep. It's, uh, it's cool. We're getting excited. Like I said, it's, you know, we're, 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 we're on the countdown now for East Tennessee deer season. Um, we hope, we hope to start off this weekend with a bang, get a couple of does in the books and, you know, get some, get some videos pumping. Um, you know, if you're like us, I just like watching deer hunting. I'll sit here on YouTube all night and watch deer hunts. And, um, hopefully we'll get some, some doe footage and, you know, maybe even get real lucky and get a good buck here before we ever even go to Ohio. Um, a lot of footage there. We do a lot of instructional videos. We do a lot of product reviews. Um, pretty much anything you can think of. We try to, we try to stay pretty active in it and, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just psyched and pumped, Heath. I mean, I'm ready for it. It's uh, it's one of them things, you know. Deer season ends, and 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 uh, you know we're pretty big turkey hunters too. But uh, it's just something about deer season, something about sitting in a tree stand on a cold morning, and and like Heath said, you hear that stick break, and I don't care who you are, your heart's going to start beating. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a great, like I said, it's a great feeling. We we just enjoy hunting, and we uh we we pour a lot of time and effort into it and and sometimes it's rewarding and sometimes it's not but that's you know that's why they call it deer hunting instead that's of deer it. killing so it would be uh be no fun or no challenge uh if you uh of course i wouldn't say it wouldn't be fun it uh but it would probably get old if you just went out and sat and, and killed a deer yeah. every time it walked by uh it does it does present a challenge on you know trying to figure out what these deer are doing where these deer are bedding and have have a history with a good buck that you yep, just like you know with, so. like that form um, we talked about earlier you know we've hunted it for years and we got some some signal and some sign that this big buck may be may be across the road where we've never hunted so you know, we're, we're putting the pieces of the puzzle together, and this year we're moving over there to hunt him. Um, we're going to probably set a few sets early season. If we don't see a whole lot over there, uh, we'll more than likely back out and go back across the road where we normally hunt, get on doe patrol, and then as we start getting into these colder temperatures and later toward the end of October and November, we're probably going to move back across the road. Uh, I don't want to blow it out early. If we're not seeing any activity over there, we're just going to get out. I think it'll do good in the rut. It's a good, it's a good cruising spot. It's a great spot for these bucks to to possibly check does. So, you know, it's just one of them things. You take it, you learn, you go out and sit, and you say, okay, this happened today. Um, come back and we hunt it again two days from now. Okay, this happened again. The same thing I seen two days ago. I got a pattern. Like Nathan said, the first time's coincidence second time you start seeing a pattern the third time you better be there so you know you just got to take all this stuff and put it together and, and you know that's uh that's a big part and a big reason why we hunt it's fun to do it's frustrating a lot of times too don't get me wrong I, you know i get frustrated with it like i did last year in ohio but uh 
the end of the day, Heath Heath can agree with me. We just like to be out and uh, in in nature and, and you know and and have peace and quiet and uh, and really just enjoy what God created for us. And uh, it's pretty amazing to go and sit. And if you've never done it, it's your first time getting into hunting. Um, whether you see a deer or whether you don't, you know you get out there an hour before daylight and it's dead quiet. And you finally start hearing the birds and stuff wake up and, and the sun rises. Uh, it's pretty amazing just to think, you know, what God has created for us and be sit there and take it all in. And, and um, I know that's that's the main reason that Heath goes for sure. And, 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 and hopefully you guys will get out there and enjoy it for that reason above all as well. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. It's just... Like Justin said, you, uh, ain't no needing me beating a dead horse for sure. But it's a uh, it's a uh, enjoyable just to get out what God's created and, and enjoy uh, the world coming to life basically. So, uh, but uh, I I think it pretty much wraps this one up, and uh, we're a bit excited to get Nathan back on talking about thermals and wind direction. All right, guys, we appreciate y'all listening in today. Like I said, we got season coming up. Getting excited. We got a lot of stuff going down the pipeline this year. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Uh, check us out on YouTube. We got plenty of videos and content over there for you. We got a Facebook, Holly Ridge Outdoors, and we've even got a TikTok. So check us out. Hope y'all enjoyed listening. We'll get back in with you next week for episode number six. Take care.